Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello, and thank you for joining us at XM.com. This is the weekly outlook, a barrage of data releases and one central bank meeting are on the cards this week, giving investors plenty to focus on. I'm Cristina Marujos. With me today is our senior investment analyst, Mario Sechiriagos. Marios, let's start with the Bank of Japan. It meets uh, this week, and of course, it shocked markets last month when it raised the ceiling on Japanese yields. Speculation, of course, is that officials are open to further adjusting their policy this year. Do you think we'll see such a move at Wednesday's meeting, and what would that mean for the yen? Hello, Christina. So it's a close call, right? So the Bank of Japan adjusted its yield ceiling last time, and the market is saying they, they, there's a, a chance they do it. They take the next step at this meeting. Now it's a close call, and you have solid arguments on both sides. So, for instance, we saw another acceleration in Tokyo inflation measures. Now, the Tokyo inflation measures are considered forward-looking inflation metrics for the entire economy. So, they are pretty important for the Bank of Japan, and they support further policy adjustments. However, I'm a little bit hesitant because. We got some media reports lately, familiar with the Bank of Japan's thinking, and those suggest that a lot of the officials prefer to to take a step back and spend some time monitoring the effects of their previous decision before they make any any further moves. And of course, we also saw a slowdown in wage growth in the latest data and uh, a decline in household spending. Those are worrisome signs about the durability of inflationary pressure. So they might give the Bank of Japan uh, some pause. So weighing everything up, I'd say it's a close call. Uh, but if I had to choose something, I'd go for the Bank of Japan being patient at this meeting and perhaps waiting until March before taking the next step in its normalization campaign. And that's purely from a risk management perspective. They've waited so long to adjust policy and now they, they started to tighten, but it doesn't mean that they have to go full force, right? So. I think they're going to be a little bit patient. If they don't do anything at this meeting, that might come as a disappointment for the yen. But I believe that the overall outlook for the yen is quite bright, Christina. And the the logic is uh, pretty simple. Maybe they don't act at this meeting, but it's a matter of time until they adjust yield curve control again. And ultimately, they might also raise interest rates properly. Taking a step back, we've got a situation where the Bank of Japan is tightening policy just as most other major central banks are starting to end their own tightening cycles. So that means rate differentials could compress further in the yen's favor this year. And of course, we also have recession risks in the glo- for the global economy. That's also sub- Those are also supportive of the yen. So I'm quite optimistic on the yen, even though uh, this upcoming meeting might come as a little bit of a disappointment if they don't do anything. I see. Now let's cross into the United States. The latest CPI report showed that inflationary pressures are easing. Of course, we have retail sales and producer prices coming up next week. What could we see in the data and how could the dollar react? Well, most of the attention is going to be on retail sales. So. We got a a big inflation report from the U.S. this week. Inflation is cooling, 
But I don't know if that's necessarily good news because yes, inflation is coming down, but it's happening because demand is falling off a cliff. We got some business surveys lately and those showed that new business orders are falling very sharply. And that is usually a sign that economic growth is going to soften in the next few quarters. And sometimes it's also a signal for a recession. So the markets are thinking that the Fed is going to slow down with rate increases next month. I think that's a fair uh, estimate. They'll probably do that. Now, as for the dollar, it's it had a rough start to the year. We saw expectations around Fed rate increases being uh, tempered, uh, coming down. And we also saw some strength in other major currencies, the yen most notably, but also the euro has had a good start to the year, mostly because the weather in Europe has been unseasonally, uh, has been warmer than usual, essentially, and that has helped to calm some nerves around the energy crisis. Now, is this the beginning of the end, let's say, for the dollar? I don't think so. If you go back in previous uh, dollar uptrends, the dollar depreciates only when the global economy is doing well and you know uh, economic growth across the world is strong and there aren't many risks around that's not the case today we've got recession risks in most economies so despite the sharp pullback that we've seen in the dollar i think it's a little bit premature to call for a for a full-blown downtrend and finally, let's uh, turn to the United Kingdom. We're expecting a lot of data releases, jobs report, the inflation report, and of course, retail sales. How important will the data be, though, in determining the Bank of England's next move? Well, the Bank of England, the markets are a little bit split on what, how much the Bank of England is going to raise interest rates in February. They're split between a 25 basis points and 50 basis points rate increase. So the data will be important uh, in helping the market make up its mind, in a sense, and they, they will impact sterling. Now, the overall UK economy is not doing that well. We've seen economic data soften quite substantially lately. The Bank of England is forecasting a recession for this year. And those recession risks have intensified lately because we've seen widespread uh, strikes in many industries over insufficient pay, essentially. So the domestic UK economy is not doing that great. And at the same time, sterling has a very strong correlation to stock markets. Now, what that means is, for me, that's a vulnerability because valuations for stock markets still seem a little bit expensive considering how uh, soft the, the economic environment is. And they, they are out of sync, in a sense, uh, with what leading economic indicators are telling us about what's likely to happen next. So I see the risks surrounding stocks as tilted to the downside, and that also makes me a little bit pessimistic on sterling. Marios, thanks so much. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.